Well, the government announced earlier in the year they were going to spend $3 billion over the next three years on uh, bus service improvements, and each council's got to produce a bus service improvement plan. And uh, Surrey County Council have just had theirs approved by the council. And on the line is Mark Worley, chairman of the Northwest Surrey Bus Users Group. Hello, Mark. Hello, Brian. Bus service improvement plan then, and uh, what are the headlines? Uh, well, as you mentioned, um, there's a three billion pound government uh, pot over three years. Um, county councils, local authorities have to submit bus service improvement plans by the end of October, and and bid for their share of that three billion pounds. It appears that Surrey is bidding for about fifty million pounds worth over the three years. Uh, I'd be quite surprised if all the local authorities get exactly what they're bidding for. So it might be a case of out of all the aspirations in the plan, some of them might have to be uh, cut out if they don't get the 50 million. Um, But uh, just a few headlines taken from the document itself. Uh, They're looking for faster, more reliable journeys, bus lanes and other priority measures on roads with frequent services, improved services in the evenings and at weekends, and a uh, caveat to that, that's going to be on what are already the best routes. Uh, I think the idea being that, um, that funds are limited and uh, they want to get as many extra bums on seats as possible. And they're most likely to do that on the best existing routes. And also uh, there's an aspiration on the best routes to have at least a half hourly service daytime Monday to Saturday and at least an hourly service uh, evening, Monday to Saturday, and all day Sunday. So going back to the headlines, uh, simpler, lower fare structures, multi-journey, multi-operator ticket schemes, contactless payment across all of Surrey, better information, including a journey planning website, apps, roadside, and printed information. Good to see printed information in there because uh, something we're very keen on in the bus user group is maintaining and improving printed timetables. And going back to the list, increased promotion of the bus network to non-users, more real-time passenger information, by which they mean mainly um, destination indicators at stops, and the introduction of ultra-low and zero-emission buses. Right, so from bus user group point of view, I guess it's good news at last after years of decline. It is good news, yes. Um, you very kindly helped me with the bus user group. You came in a few years ago, but I, I started it 10 years ago now. And although we have achieved quite a lot as a bus user group in small ways, we do what we can pragmatically. Uh, the overall picture has been one of quite a steady decline. Um, really, the county council in its role of picking up bus services which can't be operated commercially has sort of been managing decline over this 10-year period. So the Bus Back Better Bus Service Improvement Plans do represent a chance to start to put that decline into reverse. Um, The aims of the document are very worthy and we we very much support them. But at the end of the day, they're quite modest. Um, First of all, the council would like to get back to the sort of bus service loadings that we had pre-COVID. Uh, we're on around 65 70% of the original loadings at the moment. And then they would like to see uh, steady progress year on year with uh, a few more passengers each year after that. But it's not something where we're suddenly going to see all the cars disappear from the roads because everybody's riding the bus, much as we might like to see that. 
that isn't practicable um, with the amount of money available. And it's certainly not practicable without any disincentive to car use, which I can't see the government going for. I guess in North Surrey, uh, we're blessed with some of the Transport for London buses coming into the county, uh, some fair distance into places like Staines and Leatherhead and Dorking. And, uh, of course, they tend to be uh, frequent run right through the evening and on Sundays, don't they? And at a quite a cheap fare. Yes, um, I, th- I think I suppose one of the aims of the county council is to, for want of a better expression, level up the rest of the bus services in Surrey to something near what the Transport for London services provide in terms of lowering the fares, uh, making journeys more seamless as they are with the Oyster car on the TFL services, and also getting them up to better frequencies uh, all week. Although I don't think they will probably quite achieve the Transport for London frequencies. Um, There are no plans. There's nothing in the plan about changing any of the TFL services because I think they're thinking, well, it ain't broke, so we don't need to fix it. Indeed, yes, yes. And uh, I guess Surrey is a more difficult area to serve, uh, particularly in the uh, more country areas. We've got a lot of sort of county towns scattered around with no one single central uh, hub. That's right, yes. It's a difficult area to serve. Uh, I suppose you could say towns like Guildford and Woking in our part of Surrey are hubs, but if you look at North Surrey, you've got your Waltons, your Waybridges, your Churches, your Adelstones, towns of an equal size, and ideally they'd all be linked directly um, by bus, but that's a very difficult thing to achieve. Um, One thing we can say is um, that the County Council has divided routes into three categories. Now, category one, as I said earlier, is the best routes in terms of loadings, uh, many of which hopefully can still be provided commercially without financial support by bus operators post-COVID. And I think the council believes that by improving those services in the daytime and in the evening, they can put more bums on seats. Then there's a secondary category of other important interurban routes, which aren't so commercially viable. Um, So they're going to pump some money into those, but not as much as into the Category 1 routes. And then Category 3 is uh, the less important shopping type services. Well, I say less important, not if you live on them and that's your only route, but um, the shopping services that perhaps only run a few times on a few days a week and don't carry that many passengers, uh, I think they will stay pretty much as is. Um, The other aspect which the County Council has been making quite a lot of and uh, uh, the media has picked up on is the possibility of demand responsive transport, which I saw one press article described as an Uber type service. And there are these DRTs, as they call them, uh, in various places around the country. They tend normally to be rural areas um, where conventional bus services aren't very good. And they sometimes replace the conventional bus services. And the idea is that uh, perhaps a a route runs between two towns without a fixed route and anybody in that area can ring up and whistle up a bus and hopefully it would come within a reasonable amount of time. So that's where this sort of Uber bit comes in. Right, I I have to say, go on, Graham. I know they're trialling that in Mole Valley at the moment, aren't they? Yes, they are. I don't really know how that's going, but what I do know is that these DRT services around the country have mostly failed financially and in, in other respects. Um, I'm sure that they're going to trial more of them in Surrey. I think they will tend to be in semi-rural village areas with quite limited 
conventional services at the moment. I wish them every success, but I'm not a great optimist. Uh, I prefer conventional services when you know when the bus is coming, which are likely to be more cost effective. But obviously, it's a good thing to try more direct uh, DRT services. But I'm, I'm not optimistic. I think there's a danger, though, that the county council, when it talks about these services, is raising expectations that everybody's going to have something like this where they just pick up a phone and the bus comes. And that's just not right. OK, so uh, next stage, I presume, then, is the government uh, deciding how much it's willing to give Sorry. Yes, uh, I think it's going to take at least a month, possibly a fair bit longer, for them to find out how much of the 50 million they've got. Um, and then they've got to start planning how to implement all their aspirations. I think the government is hoping that um, the improvements will come in very quickly because it will help them politically. But the reality is it's going to take quite a long time to get some of these improvements in. Um, and one of the problems is going to be the driver shortage, which we've got at the moment, which is probably going to get worse. If we're going to run better services, we're going to need more drivers. And if we're going to run more services in the evenings and at weekends, um, that that job becomes even less attractive than it is at the moment. So I would say driver shortage is a huge concern. Yes. So uh, long term, hopefully, once we get through this plan, uh, we'll be seeing more frequent bus services covering more of the day and also at uh, lower fares. I see there's a scheme they're suggesting for under 20s or 25s to have half fares or maybe long term under 20s even being free. Yes, I think this is a great aspiration. Um, Not so many people uh, are getting driving lessons for their 17th birthday, I'm told, and, and that's great for the future of the planet. So I think the idea, as we've seen in other areas of the country, is to try and keep young people on the buses um, so when they get to um, 16, they don't suddenly go to full fare. Um, so, yes, one aspiration is to have free travel for young people, but that's a longer term aspiration and not included within this £50 million bid. But depending how much money they get of the £50 million, it looks as though they're going to go for either under 24s uh, half fare travel or under 20s half fare travel. Right. Okay. Well, uh, I believe all this could start in April. We'll wait and see what happens. Uh, Also, of course, we've been talking recently about the decision Arriva's made to close their Guildford garage and all the services they run in Surrey. We understood that Falcon Bus was in discussion, but I believe you got some news on that. Yes. Unfortunately, the talks with Falcon broke down a couple of days ago. Um, So it looks as though we're now in a position where there's a hope that other operators will come in and pick up the services. Some of them probably aren't commercially viable at the moment, but government funding is still available to support routes uh, until April. And uh, so we're thinking that companies like Stagecoach might come in for some of the longer routes. They've got a depot in Guildford. Possibly uh, Safeguard might take some of the town services. Uh, Diamond Southeast, one of our local operators in northwest Surrey, who've got a depot in Bedfont, they have registered with the Traffic Commissioner Route 91 from Woking to Knapp Hill via Goldsworth Park and 436 Woking to Weybridge. Um, but strangely, the registration starts on the 4th of January next year, which is two weeks after Arriva closes. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. But um, yesterday morning on BBC Radio Surrey, Matt Furness, Furness, 
the Surrey County Council Cabinet Member for Transport um, did promise that the County Council would ensure one way or the other that all Arriva routes were covered. So that was very reassuring. Right. Well, thank you very much for the update today, Mark. And I'm sure we'll be back in touch with you in due course as things develop. Thanks very much, Graham. That's Mark Worley, Chairman of the North West Surrey Bus User Group. 